0: Welcome to the latest Retail Stories podcast from the Independence Day team, here to promote and celebrate independent shops around the UK ahead of Independence Day itself on July the 4th. In this podcast, we're talking to three lovely independent retailers about how great it's been to throw their doors open again after lockdown, and also to the Exeter City Centre bid team as they prepare to launch their Summer of Kindness campaign. But first, we're really pleased this year to have Independence Day being supported by Maybe. And we had a really interesting chat with their CEO, Polly Barnfield, about how local independent shops could make best use of social media. She has some really great tips for you, as you'll hear. But I began by asking her to tell us a little bit about Maybe.
1: Um, Maybe is designed to help businesses make social media work. It combines all their data from Twitter, Facebook and Instagram into one easy to use interface so that you can really understand what your customers are saying across your channels um, and importantly, compare your performance to your competitors um, in real time because fundamentally you have got your customers looking at your competitors and if you can see what your competitors are saying, it's much easier to think, well, how do I up my game quicker? Um, We also integrate with Facebook Ad Manager. So where we see a lot of success is that retailers use our platform to understand how they can um, retarget baby people that have been to visit their websites. And we've got some lovely case studies of businesses through lockdown that have used the combination of all this data to really really deliver um, extraordinary results um, and importantly everything with maybe has got um, a whole load of help we understand that technology is useless unless you've got some help so we have a little help button that sits on our site that's manned by lovely people that understand how challenging businesses is um, and are there to help um, and there's a whole load of help files so all the common questions we can help you, uh, answer automatically um, and look, we know it's tough and it's difficult, but what I can guarantee you is your customer is on social media. So if you if you reach out and talk to them, it's amazing what happens. Um, we've got businesses that have got, you know, just it changed their worlds. So all I can say to you is, social media is where your customers. You need to find a way to make it work and maybe exists to help you make it work.
0: In a number of the interviews we've done over the past few weeks, we've spoken to independent retailers who've said that they've either turned to social media for the first time or have actually stepped up their activity on social media. Is that something you recognise, and how generally, from what you're seeing, how do you think independent retailers are making use of social media?
1: Well, I'm going to start from the other end, actually, which is that maybe exists, because we look at the data for 1.5 million businesses every day. And something something scares me, which is that we, we started the platform, because before COVID, we could see that, On average, 40%, only 40% of independent retailers are active on social media on a daily basis. And we were saying, come on, come on, customer's there, you need to be there too. what's happened during um, lockdown is that the percentage of businesses that are active on social media has dropped to about 6%. And we define active as having posted every day. Now, lots of people go, oh, I'm on social media. When did the last time you post? They go, last week. It's no good. You know, the half-life of a tweet or an Instagram post is something like about 18 minutes. It's different for every platform. Instagram is nailing it from a a, a perspective. So being on social media and being active on social media are two very different things. Um, What we know is those that have upped their activity during a lockdown have also, if they've got it right, traded better than they did before. We've got retailers who have nailed their month-on-month numbers during lockdown because they nailed social. And I think the other key thing is that it's not just about what you say, it's about how you engage. And where we've seen people getting really, really good results is where they use our platform to pick up the local conversation and just engage with what everybody else is saying. So the more you engage with other people's conversations, the more people see your content. And I think that is something that's really missed. Um, And it's very much what we're creating. We've created a Facebook group actually called Make Social Media Work. Um, and it's about helping businesses understand what are the ways to, to to just harness this channel because the customer's there. It's like a car park. You need to go in there and grab them out there and bring them to your store.
0: I saw in a recent survey you conducted that you asked people what type of retailers they'd missed the most. And restaurants and cafes were topped with 42% and for 30% it was hair and beauty salons. And goodness knows most of us can identify with the, the lack of a hairdresser or a barber. Now many of those are gearing up to reopen. What should they be doing to maximise their chance of a successful return to business on social? When it comes to social media,
1: well, if you'd asked me that a month ago, six weeks ago, what I would have said to them was: make sure they're engaging with all of the other local conversations. You want you want you want to do is hang out where your customers are. So if you imagine that you know social media is a non-stop conversation, it's a twenty-four-seven exit survey it's 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 a place it's it's the bar that we're not allowed to that we're not allowed to be in so yes obviously you've got to tell your story so you need to create your posts you need to say how you're going to keep people safe and you need to tell people that, that remind them that you know how beautiful they're going to look when they when they when they do come back in but more importantly you want to celebrate the other businesses that are open in your place because as a consumer i've got to decide which place do i go to where am i going to go and spend my pound where am i going to go and park where am I going to go and do those things? And I will make it based upon how many other places are open, how well other people are doing it. So there's a world of collaboration out there that needs to happen, which is businesses in a place need to collaborate together to ensure that they're the place that's making most noise. So that customers think, right, I'm going to get my hair sorted out, get my nails done and also pop it. Oh, and they will look safe. It all is, yeah, I'll go there. And so it's about not just about what are you going to say and please do do that and tell your customers how safe they're going to be and how you're going to look after them, how beautiful they're going to look and what they've got to offer. But make sure you collaborate with other local businesses because that's what will make me decide I want to get to that place and then you get my business.
0: you were also involved in setting up the Digital High Street campaign. What do you think? Tell me me a little bit about that.
1: Oh, great. So actually that's really where the maybe story started. Um, We were asked about four years ago, five years ago, I think, um, by um, an LEP to say how you know what does digital what does the high street digital transformation look like and I said well, I don't know we're going to have a look um, and um, we were at the time we were build, um, maybe started life as a consumer app um, and um, anyway we went and look and I, I we started looking at the data around social media and I said this is extraordinary I didn't it's never crossed my mind but nobody places businesses on high street talk about their website they don't talk about the place. And, and actually, they're very good at posting, but they don't. No, nobody engages with each other. Nobody talks to each other on social media, but consumers are. So the Tam campaign was all about what do you think? And it was getting businesses to say, post a picture every day, ask customers what they thought of the product, get that conversation going, and get everybody to engage with it. And that's really why Maybe exists in the format it does today, because what we delivered, discovered was that most places don't know the other businesses. When I say they don't know them, they don't know the digital identity of other businesses in a place. So... They couldn't network digitally. They couldn't collaborate and say, "Here we are. Come and come to us." You know, 80% of retail pre-COVID was still offline, but offline retailers are doing a terrible—excuse me—a terrible job of delivering a digital experience collectively. So, the What Do You Think campaign was really the birth of maybe as it exists today. And it, and what it proved—I think Stafford was a really good example. In Stafford, we got 120 independent retailers talking about Stafford. And all they did was watch every day, share it with the hashtag WDYT, um, hashtag Stafford, and said something lovely. And their footfall went up by 20%. And they did it consistently, and it worked. And everybody's like, well, what just happened is magic. I said, it's not magic. If you have a dinner party, you invite people to come to dinner. If you don't invite people, nobody turns up. And every town is guilty of this. They don't invite people in. The customers on social media, talk to them, invite them in.
0: And those principles still apply today as well as they did four years ago.
1: Yeah, we've built, a, we've built a whole platform called Maybe. The, man, the man now makes it super simple to log in. Um, you can press a button and it says, right, give me all the other businesses in my town. You've then got a feed of what everybody else is saying in your town. And just go and talk to them. Because if you it just, to me what people miss is if you comment on somebody else's post, that comment appears in other people's feeds. You're reaching more audience. And collectively, places have to reach more people. And you do it through social media. It's where the customer is.
0: It's a question that we're often asked. What role should paid advertising or promoted posts play in an indie retailer's social media activity?
1: i would let you have a little secret here. Mr. Zuckerberg has got very, very rich by people hitting that blue button that says Boost Post. There is a huge p- piece for paid, me- paid social media to play, but you need to be smart about it. We're working um, with a retailer at the moment who is absolutely nailing it on Instagram stories she spent all of um, lockdown dressing up in a bedroom literally trying on she's beautiful she's a model lucky lady but she's she's done it in such a fun way but um, she I said to her, what camera do you use I said, "I just hold my iPhone up and she literally she does hundreds of stories every day and she says it's brilliant my, my till goes ka-ching every time I do this my till goes ka-ching and she basically says to people watch out it's starting and she does these dressing up sessions you miss out the bits getting changed clearly but you know it's beautiful and I said to her, so do you um, – and she's been selling product like crazy. she got three shops, and she shut those, obviously, and she's been shelling, selling products online like crazy. We then said to her, do you retarget? She said, re-what? I don't understand. What's Tell me more. She said, I, I press the blue, blue, blue button, and I boost my posts. But I don't – I said, well, how much do you sell through them? She said, oh, I don't know. I said, well, let's have a look. So we logged her into maybe, connected her Facebook account, And actually, we could see that her boosted post stuff, um, she might, um, she she won't mind me saying, was not selling the product. There was no, she wasn't, she was spending money. She knew she was selling products, so she thought it was working, but she didn't know whether the spend was delivering sales. So we had a look, it's not. So we then did something, there's something called a Facebook pixel. That means that if somebody goes to your website and doesn't buy something, you can show them it to again. It's like, you know, the window follows you around. We did that. And within three days, she had got, She'd made another 11 sales and had another, an extra 1,000 pounds in a till. And, all, and it cost her 50 pounds. So that is worth doing. Spend 50, get a 1,000 back. And that was from retargeting because she'd already got the customers there. They'd watched her stories, they'd watched her dressing up. They thought, I like that dress. They just got busy, they hadn't remembered. You see the ad again and you remember the story. It's not the ad that's done it, it's the whole process. So if you're just running ads, they probably won't work unless you're being really clever with the audience. You need to think about the customer journey, and you need to think about all those people that have reached your website, and if they haven't bought, they're the ones you want to retarget, because they're always a little bit further down the funnel. Um, sorry, mm. there's a lot to a quick question, but the answer is paid social media really works, but you need to know, is it driving me sales? If it's not, work out how you can do it, and think about those customers already know you.
0: That's brilliant. If, if people want to find maybe online or on social media, where should they go to find you?
1: Um, Go to Google and type in maybetech.com. If you want to join the Facebook group, go to Facebook and type in um, make social media work. Um, And we are at Maybe Tech on Twitter, Facebook um, and Instagram.
0: Our thanks to Polly for that. Reopening after lockdown has provided a much needed boost, not just for shoppers keen to get out and about again, but also for independent shop owners. We spoke with three Nourish of Topsham, Marple Stationery Supplies and jewellers Gatwoods of Hitchin about what it's like to be open again. We thought we'd let them introduce themselves to you, starting with Sarah from Marple Stationery Supplies.
2: Oh hi, I'm Sarah and I own uh, Marple Stationery Supplies, which is a stationery greetings cards and gift shop in the um, leafy canal town of Marple in Cheshire. Um, I'm just coming up for my 15th anniversary of owning the shop. Um, And this is probably the toughest time recently that I've I've been through my full 15 years.
3: So my name's Sarah, and I run Nourish Zero Waste. I have two zero-waste grocery stores, so these are essentially um, quite small shops, one in Topsham, one in Magdalen Road, where we sell um, products packaging-free. People bring their own containers and can fill up with um, foods and cleaning products, um, tea, coffee, oil herbs and spices, things like that, um, anything you can think of that might come without packaging. Um, and we also sell a range of plastic-free alternatives to things like toothbrushes, hairbrushes, um, things like that. So um, just generally a packaging-free store, very local, and uh, allows people to live a slightly more sustainable life. Yeah, so I'm Charlotte, and I am the eighth-generation um, family
4: member to run Gatwood's Jewelers. Um, and we are the oldest family-run jewellery jewelry business in the UK, so we've been trading for 260 years. So um, we've, we've always been based in Hitchin, uh, on the market square, and we specialise in fine jewellery and watches. Uh, and it's our aim to put the sparkle into buying jewellery, so we aim to give everybody a great experience when they come in and buy a piece of jewellery, because it's usually to mark a very special moment or a memorable occasion in their lives.
0: For a business that's been going 260 years, you know, you, that business must have survived all sorts of different challenges. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I, I just wonder where this one, not that I expect you to know all of them, I just wonder where this one ranks with, you know, where do you think it ranks with everything else that business has been for?
4: Um, I would say this is probably the worst because in all of those, challenges we've had two world wars we've had the spanish flu pandemic um we have never closed our doors this is the only time that we have ever closed our doors in our 260 year history
0: so more positive things (laughs) um how how do you found reopening have you detected any reticence among people to come and shop or have people been happy to see you back open yeah i think
4: there's a big spectrum of feeling out there So um, we've had a lot of couples coming in to choose wedding rings. Um, We've had lots of people come in to have replacement watch batteries um, for watches that have stopped in lockdown. And I think the people that are coming in are very happy to, to be out and shopping and they're the people that are feeling a bit more relaxed and confident about the virus. And then I think the people that are still very concerned about the virus the people that are staying at home Um, we have done um, a lot to to reassure the public we have um, you know perspex screens everywhere we have got um, jewelry sanitizing stations so we have like a UV cleaner which uh, it disarms the virus so the virus can't then um, it can't then multiply once the, the jewelry's been under a UV cleaner uh, and then we're regularly cleaning down all the all the stations where people have sat, you know, with us for longer than 15 minutes. We are then cleaning down all of the services. So we're doing everything we can. And, you know, a lot of, we are a much loved business in Hitchin because we've been here for such a long time. And people are happy to see us open.
2: So I've not completely opened, as usual. What I've done is I've rearranged the front of the shop. And I've put a table uh, by the doorway. And I'm serving people just as they come inside the door. So they can step into the shop after the weather. Um, and they can see a nice selection of, of goods around them. And then I'm doing like a personal shopping service. They're telling me what they want. And I'm bringing them choices to look at. And this way, I'm limiting what customers touch. Um, And I'm doing this really to keep everybody safe um, because I'm not I'm still a little bit cautious about um, opening up fully Um, so I've done this for the last couple of weeks it's worked really well customers are so pleased that we're reopened they are um, they're coming in just to say hello to buy stationery a lot of them have waited rather than buying stationery online they've waited for me to reopen so they can come in and have a look I've had um, cakes coffee drawings from children, thank you cards, all for the services that we've offered during lockdown. People have just been so grateful that they've been able to to shop with us.
3: Uh, It's not business as usual. People are happy that we're open. I think that the reactions in both of the shops have been quite different. So Magdalen Road has picked up more quickly, probably because it's in the city than in Topsham. And Topsham has a slightly older population who I think are less enthusiastic about jumping back into mainstream society. So it's moved a little bit quieter. Topsham's noticeably quieter than um, Magdalene in terms of people in the street and and that kind of thing. Um, I think when we first opened, we weren't allowing people to bring their own containers, but now we've changed that, and that's made quite a big difference that people can bring their own containers to fill. So hopefully we'll see more picking up in the
0: next few weeks. And has anything surprised you about the, uh, the first, you know, week or, week or two of reopening?
3: I think I've seen the best and the worst of people. So 99.9% of people are very respectful and are happy. We're asking people to wear a mask in the shop um, and they're very happy to do that. We have had one or two people who are com- in complete denial that there's a problem at all um, and a few um, conspiracy theorists So, um, who who won't come in the shop unless they can just come in as normal, won't use the hand gel, don't want to wear a face mask, think it's all made up by the government. So we've had a couple of those. Um, So I think I've seen the best in people, and the majority of people who've been in have been very respectful and very kind. Um, And there's just one or two who have been quite odd. I think we're, yeah, I
4: I think um, it's been nice in that we've had some nice inquiries Um, It's important to remember that love is not quarantined and people are still wanting to come and buy uh, a nice piece of jewellery to to mark a birthday or, um, you know, we had a couple in the other day buying an eternity ring. You know, those moments are still continuing in people's lives and it's it's nice that they're still coming in and and wanting to to choose a special piece of jewellery to mark that. We've launched an appointment booking system now because obviously we have to be careful about the amount of people in the shop. But I think that's working really well because people have a pre-booked appointment and then they can come in and sit down and take their time. So that's been very well received.
2: I think the strength of support from the community has been absolutely overwhelming. people just coming in saying they're so thankful that we managed to survive and that we're still going and thanking me for um, delivering to them during lockdown and that they've been able to buy their stationery so they can work from home so they've got stationery for the children to educate them at home and also just things to keep them going like craft and art and stuff like that it's it's absolutely been overwhelming I never expected uh, the gratitude of of my customers like that.
0: Uh, We talked about the, the reaction of the customers. actually how does it feel for you to be back open again
2: um it's it's been a really emotional uh, couple of weeks to be honest but my shop is uh, my absolute life i've you know i've run it i've opened it every day for 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 six days a week for 15 15 years and so when we went into lockdown i was just devastated i didn't know what to do with myself and so to actually put the shutters up and open, fling open the front door and welcome people in again is is just been tremendous. It's it's hard to explain that that feeling of uh, being able to do what I love again.
4: It is wonderful to have a sense of normality coming back. Um, We furloughed everybody except for myself and one other colleague, and so we were just fulfilling all the the online orders and coming back and checking the building and the safe every few days. And, you know, I felt I had the weight of the whole business on my shoulders um, But now having the shop open and having some more team members and Yeah, you know, it just feels that we are Returning to, to some degree of normality. We're not open for the same amount of days or hours But just to be open at all is a big weight off my shoulders. It's a big relief
3: For me, it's fantastic. I feel a little bit like i've got some semblance of normality back uh I've taken this week is the first week that we've done a full week with everybody being off furlough so it's been the first really normal week that we've had we've been open part-time for a little while and the feedback from my um, staff is the same so that it's nice to see people it's nice to see the locals it's nice to talk to people and we're socially distancing but it's just and nice to have a more human contact, more verbal contact with people.
0: It's interesting, um, this reopening coming in the run up to Independence Day, um, when we're asking people to get out and support local independent shops. Why I mean, why is it important for people to do that? Why should people go out and support local independent then We attend?
3: rely very much on local customs. I think the supermarkets some of them have actually Done quite well out of the, the COVID crisis. They um, they have a, They're not going to suffer. Particularly, people will go back to shopping as normal. The local independents are always fighting for survival and heavily reliant on people on our loyal customers coming back day after day or week after week. And for us, it's a it's a case of your five pound spend actually makes everybody's five pound spend make a huge difference to us. What we do is that we provide local jobs. I know the supermarkets do that, but we're a bit more of a personalised service. Nobody's going to, nobody in a supermarket is going to notice if Mrs Brown hasn't been in for three weeks and to think to see if she's okay. So I think as a community, I think independent shops are really important for people within the community. They're important in terms of local work and. We spend our money locally as well because we practice what we preach. So it's a self-sustaining philosophy. Yeah, look, it's a, it's, um,
4: a subject I feel very passionately about, obviously, um, because of the you know the business and the family that I'm in. But uh, you really have to support independent businesses because when you're supporting an independent family business, you are actually supporting families. You're helping. You know pay for a a child's football lessons or a girl's ballet lessons or you know you are supporting the families that own the business and the families of all the people that work in it when you go and buy things on amazon you're supporting a big faceless corporation and the other thing is that you know we do a lot for the community in Hitchin. we support local charities we've done lots of fundraising for um, the local hospice so supporting independent businesses you're helping support the community as well And I also feel that, you know, coming into a a high street like Hitchin and an independent business you're going to be part of the community and I think people are craving that social connection now having been locked up for months and you're not going to get that connection if you you shop online or you you buy from the big online giants. So I hope that when, you know, as, as the virus hopefully continues to recede, people will feel more confident but please support family businesses because we will always go over and above to give the best possible customer service because we care, we really do
2: care. It's important uh, because small independent retail are, are your community, they're the lifeblooders community. They put back into the community so much more than the big shops and the big boys do. They employ local people, the money spent with them is spent back into the community and they take part in, in everything in the community and I think that during lockdown this has really shown the independents have adapted, they've changed, they've um, reinvented themselves to support the community that has supported them over the years. Um, and I think it, I think it's a two-way um, interaction um, and I think that, it, that the lifeblood of the local town, I can't imagine local towns and villages um, without that, that local community of shops. I think it would be very soulless.
0: And if people wanted to find you um, online or on social media um, to interact with you, where would they go to find you?
2: Um, if you if you Google stationery supplies Marple, I'll, I'll come up in the top something like five or six, maybe ten rankings. So I'm on Instagram at Marple um, underscore stationery. I'm on Twitter at Stationery um, Sup. I'm on Facebook at Stationery Supplies Marple, um, and I also sell online at But um,
4: You can find us online on www.gatwardsofhitchin.co.uk. And then we're also on Facebook on um, www.facebook.com slash gatwoods And uh, the same with Instagram as well just Gatwood's on Instagram.
3: My website is um, nourishzerowaste.com And i'm on facebook instagram and twitter so facebook and Is and instagram is nourishzerowaste, waste and on twitter. It's uh, nourishzw. nourish z w So yeah find me everywhere essentially.
0: <laughs> so thanks to sarah sarah and charlotte for that and uh, is hoping that the successful reopening continues for all of them now a new campaign is being launched to support exeter's retailers and businesses in the wake of the coronavirus lockdown it's called the summer of kindness campaign and emily gibbon from in exeter the bid for exeter city centre had a chat with us to tell us what the summer of kindness campaign was all about
5: our Summer of Kindness campaign is um, a little tweak on a usual annual one that we have each year, which is usually the, the Summer of Independence, but we just thought what we've been going through in the last few months, we just all need to be a bit more patient, a bit more friendly, but a bit more kind to each other. And so we thought as a place, we would, as next extra, for the place we would rebrand it the Summer of Kindness. This way other places can get involved if they can do, so if, if a national, at a local level want to be involved, we're more than welcome to support that too. And they can support the place too. But it's been such a horrible few months for the independents, and the sun is just coming through now, and we want to amplify the message that they've come through this rocky time and they need those customers back again.
0: Now, am I right in saying that you're going to be focusing on a different retail sector each week during the during the campaign? Tell us about that.
5: Yeah. Well, We've got such a great variety of independents and nationals in the city centre. Trying to do it all in one week was just too much. So we've broken it down to um, cafes and restaurants, food retailers in the first week. The second week is more of a, a specialist, so your plant shops, your craft shops, your tea shops, those sort of places. And the third week we've done for restaurants and the evening economy. Again, this is a big week for them coming up. Um, the majority of them. Are a little bit anxious about opening up on the 4th, but we thought by the third week of July, if they haven't opened up already, that at least they're ready, planning to start to it. And the venues and leisure for the last week, we've got. Again, this is sort of looking at hairdressers, nail bars, which I know a little bit still not nothing clear on that yet. But culture places like museums, theatres, cinemas, um, just to focus on that and see what they've got in place. And in the last weekend, which is the first weekend of August, we would be celebrating everyone.
0: And how how can retailers in Exeter how can they get involved in it? How can they make it work for them?
5: Can, we haven't put anything in to entertain them. I want it to be what works for them. So we said, if you've got an offer for that week, we're more than happy to amplify that message and get it out to all our audience. But even if it's not that, they can buddy up with a a fellow indie or a fellow a restaurant or a company to promote themselves individually, just to share that kindness. So, uh, you know, a customer goes into a cafe and says, i have a lovely cup of coffee there. But at the end of that, the owner of that cafe goes, oh, did you know that we've got a lovely takeaway down the road and they're doing this offer? So just passing that message on.
0: This idea of, of independent retail businesses um, supporting each other, collaborating with each other is is quite important, isn't it? Oh, very much so. Really, really, really
5: much so. We've got some lovely little streets off the main high street of Exeter, um, and they they want to support each other a lot at the moment. The footfall is down everywhere, and they do they do automatically support each other. But it's getting that message out to the, the audience, to the consumers, to say, no, no, go there. It's a whole experience down this little tiny road. It's not just one shop you haven't been to for years, and there's a cluster of wonderful independents that want to speak to you. Independents are the backbone of a place. They make a place. Their personalities are the owners. It's, it's what breathes life into your high street, into any place that you go to. They have the passion and the, the willingness to make it work, and that really comes through. And I think this is where we need to support them so much because they are all expertise in their own field. They know what they're talking about. If you need a plant that doesn't need too much sunshine, not too much water, and you know where to go, they, they will be the people to go, I know exactly the right plant for you. Or if you're a newbie to loose leaf tea, there's a brilliant tea shop in Exeter that can go, try this one for starters.
0: So if people wanted to find out more information about the campaign, Summer of Kindness campaign, um, how can they? where can they go to find out more?
5: To find out more, you can go to our website, which is um, in InExeter.com, um, there's a what's on section and you can find our Summer of Independence on there.
0: So don't forget that Independence Day we're working in partnership with Maybe this year. It's an easy to use social media engagement platform that helps make social media work for independent retailers like you. It helps you engage with your target audience faster, know your customers better and measure the impact of social media on your business, either from a desktop or a mobile app. It's 100% free to get started. You can sign up today and also get access to a free training session of your choice. Just visit www.maybetech.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn at Maybetech and on Instagram at WeAreMaybetech. And as for us, uh, have a great Independence Day. You can find us online at IndependenceDayUK.org and on social media on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at UKIndieDay. If you have our poster in your window, please tag us in a picture on social media so we can give you a shout out. If you want to download it, you can still do so from the download section of our website. But that's all for now. Thanks for listening to this podcast and we'll see you soon.